We do want to bring you some breaking news, though, right now. Uh, CNN's Alex Marquardt has that for us. Uh, Alex, this has to do with the hostages that were being held in Gaza by Hamas. Yeah, Boris and Brownie, we understand that uh, two of the American hostages who have been held by Hamas are on their way out of the Gaza Strip. We've just learned this uh, from a person who is familiar with the discussions, as well as a diplomatic source who's spoken to my colleague, Caitlin Collins. Uh, as we know from the Israelis, there have been around 200 hostages who have been held uh, by that militant group, by Hamas, since the horrific attacks inside Israel on October 7th. Uh, what we understand from these two sources is that the two Americans are a mother and a daughter. They are currently, we're told, uh, with the Red Cross and heading south in the Gaza Strip. Um, there are two crossings in southern Gaza, one that goes into Egypt, uh, uh, the other that goes into Israel. So right now we're not sure about which country they will be going into. Um, we're also unclear on the identities of this mother and child, but we are told that uh, they are being released on humanitarian grounds. That's according to uh, a source that I spoke with because the mother is not in good health. Now, Boris and Brianna, this has also been announced by Hamas. Uh, a spokesman uh, for the militant group said that the mother and daughter are also being released, they say, on humanitarian grounds, but also because uh, they want to uh, contest the claims being made by Biden and what they call his fascist administration uh, because they are false and baseless. So we have this mother and daughter, American citizens, who have been held by Hamas uh, for much of the past two weeks. Now we understand with the Red Cross on their way out of Gaza. Guys. And Alex, to uh, clarify quickly the, the next steps, uh, is it clear exactly where they're headed next? Is it going to be Egypt or, or Israel? What, what do we know? Now, th there, are two, there are two crossings, two gates uh, in the southern part of Gaza, one called Kerem Shalom, which is between Gaza and, and Israel, and the other one, Rafa, which we've been talking about so much because of uh, the question about aid, and, and, and that is where the aid would go from Egypt into Gaza. Uh, so right now, uh, it, it is not clear, uh, Boris. It, it, certainly, they were abducted in Israel. We know that. Um, so there is, of course, a, a good chance that they could be then uh, taken back into Israel. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it, it may just be easier for whatever reason, logistics, uh, operationally, security, to, to have them go into Egypt. Um, but I think uh, one of the important points is now they're, they're with uh, an independent party. They're, they're with a Red the Red Cross. Um, and so, so that is the best news. They, they are no longer... We understand in Hamas custody, although, of course, Hamas does control uh, the entire Gaza Strip. So this is not a done deal. Um, things are still obviously extremely fluid. But here we have both our sources outside uh, of Gaza, as well as Hamas themselves saying that these two Americans are being released. All right, Alex, I want to bring in Caitlin Collins, who is in Tel Aviv. Uh, the two of you reported this story out. Caitlin, is there anything, and, and I don't even know if there's an answer to this at this point, but can we read into anything at this point? If the, they're being released because the mother is in poor health, could this be an acknowledgement on the part of Hamas that they need to perhaps release people who are not doing well, that they want people who maybe are in good health, that they are going to be using them as pawns as they perhaps later try to utilize them in some kind of prisoner exchange. Can we read into anything at this point? 
I think a lot of that remains to be seen. I mean, this was a big question once Hamas had captured so many of these hostages and taken them into Gaza after that October 7th attack. That was a question, was if they are going to try to use them, as we had seen in the past when Hamas had kidnapped an IDF officer, that there was a lot of negotiation over that. It took years, and in the end, Israel released, uh, I believe it was about 1,000 Palestinian prisoners in exchange for that Israeli officer. And so that was kind of the basis that people were looking at these hostages and the questions over what would happen here. And we've heard Israeli officials say they were not negotiating with Hamas for an exchange for the hostages. But this news is incredibly significant. I mean, these hostages, of course, there's been an open question of what their fate would be, what would happen, especially as we are waiting to see that ground incursion potentially happen. And I can just tell you, we have not heard anything from the prime minister's office here in Tel Aviv tonight on the release of these two American hostages that Alex and I have reporting on. They have not confirmed it. We are waiting to see what they say about this. We also have not heard from the White House on this front either. But I just want to tell you, this is something that is still every single day here in Tel Aviv, everywhere in Israel. This is something that everyone's talking about. Of course, Shabbat happens on Friday evenings. This is when everyone, their family, their friends get together and, and have a dinner in the Jewish faith. And earlier we went to this, this ceremony for all of these families of these hostages and they had this incredibly long dining table set up with a seat for every person who is believed to have been taken hostage by Hamas and therefore will not be with their families for Shabbat dinner and it was an incredibly emotional moment and so just this news in and of itself that two of them have been released, that they are alive, it is something that is going to be hopeful to these families who are waiting for any piece, any scrap of information about their loved ones. And so, of course, the question remains, what happens to the other hostages? What does that look like going forward? I think there are still so many questions for these two American hostages that are being released, including where they are going to be released into, whether that's Egypt, whether that's here into Israel. Those are still big questions, and we're still waiting for details over what that looks like and also, Brianna, as you mentioned, what it could mean for the others and how Hamas plans to use them. One other thing I will say that we, we talked about last night, and this was in an interview with The New York Times, a Hamas leader said that they are not even in control over all the hostages, that there are other terrorist groups, obviously, in Gaza, and they did not have full control over them, obviously something that would complicate getting the release of these other hostages. Now, Caitlin, please stand by. We want to bring in uh, Jim Shudo now because, Jim, you just spoke to a longtime hostage representative. That's right. I spoke to Jonathan Franks. Who, I'm sure you've spoken with him before. He's been involved, for instance, in the release of the American Trevor Reed from Russia. He also worked on the Travis King case uh, in, uh, in North Korea. And I asked him what, what in his experience, uh, a release like this might indicate. He said, given the number of hostages that Hamas is holding, to release two could be an attempt just to relieve the pressure somewhat. Mm. I mean, you're in the midst of a... Of a quite aggressive, uh, devastating Israeli air campaign, threat of a ground offensive, uh, demands for humanitarian supplies to relieve the pressure, does not necessarily portend that all the hostages are going to be freed quickly. He makes the point, and, and Caitlin made this point as well, uh, that in previous hostage exchanges with Hamas, they've demanded a great deal in return, particularly mm -hmm. when it involves a soldier, for, in, for instance, Gilad Shalit, a thousand Right. Uh, Palestinian prisoners were released. So, so it may be, as you look at this, that you, you have different kinds of hostages. Here's a mother and daughter, apparently the, the mother in ill yeah. health. Can, they can make the case that this is more of a humanitarian case. For soldiers, they might deal differently. For men of military age, they might, be de they might deal different, differently as well. Uh, but again, 
Hamas is a group that takes hostages. Hamas is a group that kills civilians. We don't need more evidence right. of that. A, a decision like this does not mean Hamas has changed. It means that it sees something, it, it wants something in return, or it sees this as being in their advantage. And perhaps there was some pressure applied from outside as well. Yeah, and, and Alex, I understand you have some information about how this negotiation went down. Well, Jim's absolutely right in terms of the pressure being applied from outside. Hamas is considered a terrorist organization, of course, by not just Israel, but the United States as well. And that means that those two countries don't have uh, direct dialogue with Hamas. So in this situation, and this has been the case for much of the past two weeks since these 200 or so people were taken, is that it was primarily Qatar that was engaging with Hamas. Uh, they are the main conduit uh, for uh, Israel and the U.S. To, to talk to that militant group. Uh, Qatar has uh, several uh, Hamas leaders who, who live in their capital in Doha. So this really has uh, been the portfolio that the U.S. has asked uh, Qatar to undertake. When uh, Secretary Antony Blinken was crisscrossing the region, going to all these different Middle Eastern countries, uh, he very quickly went to Qatar, and that was because they have this direct line into Hamas. And so uh, here this is, uh, both according to the sources that we have spoken with, but also Hamas themselves, uh, the result of this negotiation uh, between uh, Hamas and Qatar. But no doubt the, the presence of these still around 200 hostages who will still be uh, you know, in the custody of, of Hamas and other groups, we understand, or subgroups all across the Gaza Strip, that is going to uh, wildly complicate the efforts uh, of the Israeli military, who, of course, we believe are going to uh, go into Gaza on the ground any day now. We've been talking about this sprawling network of tunnels throughout the Gaza Strip. We understand that the hostages uh, may be in those tunnels, may be in the bunkers. And so as Israel goes in to try to decapitate the Hamas military and political leadership, uh, not only are they trying to minimize the civilian death toll on the Palestinian side, but they're obviously trying to uh, make sure that, that nothing happens to these hostages. And, and try to get them out. So while Israel is saying that they're not going to be negotiating with Hamas over these hostages, this effort by Qatar uh, will be ongoing to try to get more than just these two Americans out.